everybody. Welcome to the Film Pigs podcast number 84, I do believe. Uh, I am I am your host this week. My name is Stephen Falk. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an all-around okay guy. Um, heading into the final stretch of life here and uh, kind of Wait, realizing <laughs> kind of realizing, you know, things are things are about as good as ever going to get. This is taking a maudlin turn. Our peak. <laughs> Kind of peaked, you guys. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the final. Like, I mean, really, like when you look at it, I peaked in kindergarten. Yeah. Anyway, with the finger paints. Yeah, mine were pretty damn good. So it's called second second half Falk, and then here's uh, Steve Skelton. (laughs) Hello. And then Todd Robert. Hi, hi, hi. Hi. I'm just kidding about that. I'm. I'm. Everything's fine, you guys. I'm fine. (laughs) I'm just tired. (laughs) I'm tired too. Being being very tired for over a year catches up to you. Yeah, especially when it everything slows down a little bit and you have some breathing room, then you go, oh, and it shit, just I crashes feel down. awful. Yeah. And then you're like, how could I ever do, have done anything? How could I have worked 16 hours a day? Right now I can barely work three hours. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I face plant onto my couch and just like pull the covers over my head and nap. Yeah, and when you work your butt I off do that too. That, I don't even work. Yeah, no kidding. When you work your butt off like that for an extended period of time and it suddenly yeah. stops, what always happens to me is I catch a cold. Oh, I, I mean, well, I, I mean, I, I, I'm on my, I had my second cold already of, <laughs> of hiatus, and it's only been like three weeks, <laughs> and I'm still working. Anyway, you guys, this is not going to descend into a maudlin middle-aged wine. You fest. guys, my balls are so saggy. Oh no, really? Yeah, but that's not because of your middle age. Are they, that's because no. you tug on them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You just you kept getting caught in the drawer. Well, so clearly, as you can tell, this is a podcast about movies. <laughs> um, I was just complaining to Todd in my in my uh, in my new my hiatus because I'm making a TV show and then I, you have a hiatus. It's not really a hiatus. I'm editing, but I got out early because one editor was still working on some notes I gave him. Blah blah blah, and I, and I went and saw the accountant, and then and that was bad. And then today I had the same situation, and I looked and I, I scanned the listings, you guys. And nothing. Nothing. I couldn't get. I couldn't go see Girl on a Train because it looks horrible. And I don't care. Seven Samurai with Denzel and Chris Pratt and Vincent D'Onofrio. I could. I see the movie already. I don't need. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's nothing. Surpri- nothing's going to be surprising about that movie. I right. can guarantee you. You know. And there was a Korean movie that I wanted to see, but it was only playing at the Arcline. It's two and a half hours long, and. I didn't go you didn't want to see uh, storks? No, well, well, my lady kind of wants to VOD that. We kind of plan to VOD it. I like cartoons. I would normally see that. But I, like I don't want to see Kevin Hart. I don't want to see... There's like nothing out. Yeah, it's really it's fallow weird. time. Yeah, it's sad. It really just not didn't coincide well with your hiatus. No, I'd even see Doctor Strange. When's that out? No, like next week or no, week beginning f- of a November? week from Friday. I think. You know what I'm most excited about with Doctor Strange? No, the reasonably short running time. Oh yeah, 114 minutes is what it's called. Oh, it's at. under two hours. Uh huh. Oh, that's yeah. So well, that that has me excited. Well, yeah. so 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 this theme. Well, we, no. First, we're going to talk about movie news. And this is a little segment where we just talk. We we send out some crack commando. Okay, they're not. We're gonna come clean. They're not a crack commando team. They're really just like uh, interns straight from journalism school, and they're still living off mom, mom and daddy's teeth, so they can afford <laughs> to be our our interns and uh-huh. work for free. Thanks, mom and dad teeth. Mm-hmm. Thanks, teats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what? What? So Skelton, what if you're? Uh, 
Your little teat-sucking interns found. My teats have found this little tidbit of news. It is that Deadpool 2 has lost its director, Tim Miller, over the classic and always fun creative differences. But with who this time? With, uh, well, this is, yeah. Not the studio. Yeah, the filmmaker has parted ways with the studio over what insiders say are creative differences between him and Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, The actor who plays the titular character. Somehow has seemingly forgotten that he is not a movie star, that he does not work in any other kind of movie except for Deadpool. Right, but it seems to be like um, like he's like Reynolds has managed to finagle a great deal of power over the Deadpool I, franchise. I know that's what I'm saying. So he is now. Here's the interesting thing, though. Yeah. The the uh, my sources tell me yeah. uh, that uh, the reason for the split yeah. was that the director uh, Tim Miller wanted to take the sequel in a larger, grander, more uh, blockbustery comic book direction, and Reynolds actually has wanted to keep it closer to the lower budget, humor oriented. Uh, style that the first one was. Oh. If, if that's true, I, I apologize to Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Your, all of your wives have been very lovely, and I've wanted to fuck uh, both of them. Well, I, I'm I don't sure know if that's a compliment. Yeah, no, I'm sure he'll, that... he'll be. I'm sure he and they <laughs> will be thrilled with this news. <laughs> that sounds dangerously like <laughs> locker room talk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want to just clarify? You want to have consensual sex yeah. with his ex-wives? So we just gotta and this. Current climate, we gotta be. Yeah, you real gotta. Current climate. Yeah, yeah, you gotta. We gotta come. You know, I got. So, I'm. I have to distance myself uh, from these comments. So, the, so, so the fact that Donald Trump is a rapist <laughs> now makes it that we can't say things that we've been saying since we were twelve. Uh-huh. Like, I want to fuck the shit out of that girl. Yeah, that's too much. That because people here, you want to right. grab her pussy. Oh. Yeah. Fuck you, Trump. Yeah, he's fucking it up. Okay, hold on. Sorry. Well, you say. know what? If he wasn't running for president, uh, no I, one would have I, given I, a shit. I applaud you. I agree. It's, it's something you definitely cannot say if you're running for fucking president. Ryan Reynolds, I, I, um, I applaud you on your choices of mates, mm-hmm. uh, including Alanis Morissette, who I've worked with, and is very nice. And uh, you've got great abs, Ryan. He's got amazing abs. There's no two ways about that. Todd, what if what if your your cracked teeth suckers? I felt the um, same um, way um, about <clears throat> looking at the internet for interesting movie news as you did about going to the movies this afternoon. Um, so there was only a Kevin Hart stand-up movie. The news was just sad. not interesting me yeah. that I was seeing, but you didn't do I did see a picture of the new uh, Prometheus. Sequel aliens, Prometheans, and they look aliens like they they look like aliens. Well, because it's going to be an alien sequel. It's well, like called Alien Covenant. Right, whatever. It looks, they changed it from. Person. I like they're finally day. crossing over the franchise. Yeah, they're ba- they basically real. gave him one. Yeah, they're alien movies. Fine. Fine. Yeah, fine. yeah. Which I'm fine. Sorry, with. Damon Lindelof, you don't get to write this one. <laughs> yeah, sorry, buddy, but I'm fine with that. I'd rather they look like the classic aliens in the garbage movie that I'm sure it will be. Mm. Quit, quit, quit mansplaining to, to our audience. Uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I yeah, can't that's, help that's it. That's unacceptable. I can't help it because Current because the way your desk is set up, uh, I have to manspread as I sit. No, you and that your, leads you put your to... knees in, in between Not the with the way bars. this chair works. Todd, every, be... all your behavior is offensive. 
You guys are dicks. I'm going to build a wall around the both of you. Uh, well, I'm not paying for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm paying for uh, it. You're my, crazy. Piece of, my, piece of, my piece of movie news is not, not like crazy actual news, but shooting on the all-female reboot of the Ocean franchise, Ocean's 8, began in New York with uh, Kate Blanchett and Sandra Bullock. Because um, you don't need 11 women to pull off a heist. You only need eight. Right, but you yeah, should cause... be able to afford fourteen, paying them seventy-seven oh. cents on the dollar. <laughs> but um, just the last, you know, there's not, it's not really newsworthy. All right, well, that thing started. We knew yeah, that was the happening. movie started that we knew about started shooting. But the last sentence of the little news item really depressed me about the current state of film. And there's three things about this that depresses me. See if you can figure them out. Look for the all-female Ocean's Eleven spinoff to hit theaters on June 8, 2018, a date it currently shares with Paramount's Transformers Bumblebee spinoff. Oh, my God. They're, oh. You you don't want to see uh, Bumble, Bumblebee? Finally, he's getting his due. He's, he's a yellow sports car. It turns into a yellow robot. So talks in we've, catchphrases. We've, we've clearly hit peak depressing movie news and that was <laughs> depressing movie news it was horrible burn hollywood burn i smell a ride going on first the guilty now they're gone yeah i'll check out a movie but it'll take a black one to move well since me. we've all kind of agreed the movies suck TV. i'm just gonna talk about a tv show that i saw recently that i like very much that i recommend it's called fleabag it's on amazon six fleabag. episodes english <laughs> english lady She's oh, yeah, like a, 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 she just got broken up with and, and she's on the prowl and it's like dirty and really funny and oh, cool. I'll very, watch very good. It's a six episode British series. Is yeah, it? yeah. Oh, first yeah. season. It's great. I, I, I will I will say like well, over there. They just call them series. They call them series. It's series one. But series one. Anyway, so that's that. Uh, wow. But but previously the, um, the the little theme song that we had commissioned um, by our good friend Chuck um, DeLongpre, um, uh, Charles DeLongpre. He goes by Chuck Char- D, but yeah. Charles DeLongpre is how we grew up knowing yeah. him in, yeah. in Long Island. Yeah. Um, good guy. He uh, uh, he, he yeah. So that little segment that thanks thanks uh, Charles. Um, he uh, 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 he he always tells us that um, it's it's time for the the theme, and I didn't tell you guys what the theme is because uh, no, we didn't I know. This keep, is like a curveball, like, like 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 Trump with whether he would uh, respect the electorate. I want to keep you guys in suspense. Great, um, that's what we need in our old man lives. Yeah. is more suspense. And the theme is movies made by criminals or at least suspicious people <laughs> and or jerks. Colon, can you separate art from the artist? Ah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I like, but now you've, you've like you've like so muddied the waters. It's like actual criminals and jerks. Well. So here's so here's where this all came out of. Because that's pretty much almost everybody that makes movies. There's a, yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm talking like famous jerks. Famous like, jerks. And there's very specific jerks that I'll talk to that hasn't necessarily uh, uh, ended with criminal action right. being brought up. Right. Um, so Nate Parker is this fella. Yes. He was in a, he's been in a, in a handful of movies. Uh, one which is pretty good uh, called. Um, God, among the lights, against the lights, something lights. But it's about like a Beyonce type woman, and she starts dating like a limo driver. And it was actually a really oh, good movie. Yeah. yeah, it was quite good. Um, 
And a couple other things. Anyway, he made a movie, uh, Pet Project. He directed it, he wrote it, which is kind of stunning uh, achievement for sort of a C-list actor. Well, he starred in it too, didn't he? Starred in it, yeah. and uh, and it it was a giant hit at Sundance. Sold for something like seventeen point mm-hmm. five million dollars. Um, massive, massive uh, success. And um, and then. Um, old rape allegations resurfaced from his time at, uh, I want to say Purdue, but I don't know, some college. And uh, he was found, he was eventually exonerated. Um, it was uh, what it's, what I've read between the lines, him and his friend fucked some girl. And then she said it was rape and they were probably all very drunk and who knows. But anyway, what really has kind of given it legs is a couple of things. One, he's been kind of, not repentant about it in the face of the PR blitz for the movie. Yeah. He refused Oprah's help in 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 sort of in in navigating the PR waters. He refused to apologize to the woman. The she other th- also... the other thing that makes it really kind of have given it legs is that she killed herself years later. And and her brother, the deceased brother, said that you know it was it was all stemming from this this thing that happened. Her life kind of spiraled, and then she yeah. killed herself. Um, you know, he's been very like, I was not found guilty, and that's it. That's that. And um, anyway, so it has basically hit the movie's bottom line pretty hard. It was supposed to be a, like just sweep the the awards and, and, and do really great business. And it hasn't done the kind of business that they thought. And there's a lot of debate out there of... of about about its award potential and so this is you know and and it's probably going to take a like a 10 million dollar hit uh a write-off for i i think it's paramount classics or someone i i can't remember who about it but anyway the 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 point is that people are now arguing in the press about academy members are they going to vote for it or not right there is also however he's kind of he said some shit that's kind of shitty in the past. Like people already kind of don't like. Like he was, he said he would never play gay character because he needs yeah, to. Yeah, he needs to protect the black male, which doesn't actually mean anything. No. Um, you know, it echoes things that Rule Smith said he was when he was twenty five and he did Six Degrees of Separation and didn't want to kiss a guy on it. Um, but anyway, then it, it also, because he's African-American, it brings up a lot of weird things about, like, would a white person be treated this way? And inevitably, a couple names are brought up mm-hmm. in these articles. Woody Allen, um, uh, Roman Polanski, uh, and, and a couple others. So it got me thinking, and I just want to read a quote real quick by Tab Hunter, who was a big star in, like, the 50s. And he's in the actor's branch of the Academy, and he said he wasn't found guilty, even if he was, we're not voting for the man, we're voting for his film. I've never met a Hollywood star who hasn't had some sensational things said about him, and many of them won Academy Awards. In Hollywood, people love to see other people fail, but we should judge films on their merit. From what I hear, the picture's pretty good. I think it's a shame people have to bring up things like this to try to hurt it. And then, obviously, then you know, there's things on the other side. If you can't separate the actor, the artist, from the art... Which then brings up a question of, okay, so do you draw that line? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll pose this to you guys in a minute. But it brings up a greater question about how then we look at posthumous works by people, right? And sure. I'm talking even from Michael Jackson all the way to 
Beethoven, let's say. Mm-hmm. Not saying Beethoven was a rapist, but or, or molested children, but just to bring up an example. Someone, he hated Mexicans. Someone who's <clears throat> old. Uh, he probably never encountered them. <laughs> um, so I'm talking about, so so th- anyway, other names in the, in this, so there's articles. So we're talking about Nate Parker, but then also Woody Allen, obviously, and, and, and Roman Polanski. But then also, you know, uh, people like uh, Fatty Arbuckle and Errol Flynn, who were both accused of rape in first different types of rape but rape and and then um were exonerated um or not convicted what do you call that um uh you were found yeah what do you call that uh but i'm uh, missing a word uh, Um, not exonerated but um anyway um we're all writers what what the fuck Uh, we're tired writers Yeah. yeah very tired he was you're you're acquitted. something on acquitted. Thank acquitted. you. Acquitted. Um, God. Now I need to lie down. And then and then <laughs> and then there are those who haven't actually been been charged. Well, okay, also charged with something. Bill Cosby, but then not charged with necessarily what his most egregious sort of acts have been, and that's Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, drunk driving, but there's you know all the audio tapes and then the, yes, the anti-Semitic stuff oh, and blah yes. blah blah. Yeah. And then there's and then there's even people like well, he's Tom, also he was also accused of domestic violence as well, wasn't he? I don't think there was ever. I think there's probably a settlement, but I don't think there was he's ever accused. a law. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. But then there's also people who it just created PR nightmares for various reasons. Tom Cruise with all his Scientology. Right. <laughs> Couch jumping shenanigans, and now and then even down to people like Russell Crowe, Meg Ryan, and now Brad Pitt, who have like adultery whispers or outright facts swirling around them as they have big movies coming out. That happened with Proof of Life with those two, and right, then, yeah, yeah. then Allied, um, Brad Pitt, people are saying Mar- Mar- Maria Cotillard or him are having a thing, and that's why right. Angelina Jolie that's is that breaking up with him. She says no, who knows. Anyway, all my point is that it's there, there's a long history of this question from authors to musicians to movie stars to directors. And where do you guys stand on it? Where where do does it come into play, or do you make a case by case exception, or do you make a hard and fast rule either way? Uh, well, I like to <clears throat> separate the art from the artists, but I, personally, I can't always do that. Right. Okay. Um, just to unpack the the um, Nate, Nate, Parker. Nate Parker thing, and the and the you mentioned that people are comparing. Like Roman Plansky was a convicted uh, statutory rapist. Mm-hmm. Um, he was convicted and he fled the country. So, but more than it, just it, like it, statutory rape, right? It wasn't like this super consensual. Like, wasn't he like butt fucking her against her will? Wasn't there like rape, he, rape? Yeah, I think there was rape, rape. But I can't remember. Well, but the I mean, point is, according to the law at the time, it would it would be statutory rape because a minor doesn't have the legal ability to consent. Right in that case, but like he's saying law, that she. The law, it was also not no, some of the acts were, themselves were non-consensual. Right, that's what I'm saying. Okay. In addition to it being a minor, yeah. but my only point there, really, though, is that he's a convicted rapist, and Woody Allen uh, is not convicted of anything. He's had a lot of things levied against him, but it is fucking weird that he married his adopted daughter. That's fucking weird. Um, so, and it, it, it's hard for me to get by that 
evidence, whether you consider it a crime or not. It's hard for me to get past it. It's um, like he was convicted of like graffiti, and then he m- bought a house and spray painted every square inch of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, what? And then said, "No, I wouldn't. Why would I? Have, I don't yeah. do the graffiti. I hate yeah. graffiti. Uh, this graffiti is bad." <laughs> yeah. So and, and and with Nate uh, Parker, it's a, I mean, he does sound like a fucking jerk to me. Just like just in, the, in, in, in general. Yeah. But it's, he was. He doesn't exude. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he was acquitted of this. Uh, these charges. Although we know, like campus sexual crimes have been are, are, are notoriously right. prosecuted. Just, just last week, a judge in Montana. Gave a dad who raped his daughter continually, who was oh, yeah, 12, yeah. 60 days, yeah. said he doesn't want to fuck up his life. Well, but. And she can go to counseling. Yeah, no, that, Actually, I mean, I mean that, that's why I think, like, in the case of the Parker thing, it's, you know, I have a greater pause with that because of the type of crime, because of. And the because time. Because, and, and rape. And the time. And, it's, and it's, rape, it's rape culture and, rape, and that. You know, but, and, here, but friend of the show, Joe Holt, pointed out to me, and I thought this was a, an interesting point, because he saw Birth of a Nation, he saw the movie, thought it was great. And I was like, where do you land on this whole Nate Parker controversy? And he's like. Look, uh, I one he does separate the artist from the man, but he's also like this guy got acquitted. This is a, a black man in America, and they don't usually get acquitted for these kind of charges. Most of the people but you're talking about are woman? white dudes. Oh, that I I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't feel know. like it was. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. Be. I don't know. We're, we're, anyway. we're usually so thorough in our research yeah. here. But, but I, I, just, I bring that up because I thought that was a good point. It is. No, it's again, made it's an about point. him. But at the same time, just, you know, all these weird quotes from him. He just, he sounds like kind of a jerk. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who are jerks whose work I still like. Dabney Coleman was a very personal jerk to me. Um, but that doesn't mean I can't go back and watch Nine to Five and still think he's cloak hilarious. and dagger. Yeah, fucking cloak and dagger. I'll watch the shit out of Short Crazy Time though. right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but Daryl was uh, he in Daryl? Of course he was in Daryl. Yeah, yeah, but I don't want to have lunch Hot with the to guy. Trot. <laughs> I saw that in a movie theater we, we, that was empty. Okay, at this point, I have to, I have to point Except out that you. we are Very far old. more versed in Dabney Coleman's resume than we are in the legal issues we've been or talking about. Or my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But and, I mean, and we think he's a jerk. But normally, like, I can still watch Mel Gibson movies and like them, despite the fact that I know he's a horrible bigot and misogynist. Um, but... I, I mean, it's like... And he's getting a big award soon in town here, isn't sure, he? Sure, yeah. 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 He's getting some big filmmaking award. From Benai Birth, yeah. yeah. Although, but... but <laughs> that's, in, that's a Jewish organization. <laughs> <laughs> but Gibson has been pretty contrite, though, you know, since then. Has he? He's, he's, he's just kept a super low profile. That's and not, not the same thing as contrite. That's yeah, true. That's I mean, that's way, like to say Michael Vick's done a lot of work with PETA. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said he was gonna. Yeah. Well, I mean, but then, like, my other example is Bill Cosby. I can't, I can't watch old Bill Cosby show reruns. Well, I can't also, listen but, to no, old but, Bill but Cosby I think, albums, but I think which I think that's, I think an, that's, 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 that's an important... Uh, but I can't uh, with him, because well, he's too yeah. much of a monster, and looking at him, it, it's too much... But, yeah, but it's also, it's it's degree of... Uh, 
you know, de- degree of awfulness as well factors into it. Like Cosby, it's like, I, I would be really wary of anyone who said, oh, I can still enjoy Bill Cosby. Yeah, I, I would still too. Love his old stuff. It's like if it's you because really, because it's like I mean, you look at the the sheer number of women that have come forward. He's clearly a predator. Like he's yeah. clearly a serial uh, stalker that is normally a, the bad guy in a thriller movie. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like if 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 Hitler, when from his painting days, had made this, these actually great paintings that were transcendent on some level. But would you be able to enjoy them knowing oh, that they well, were from Hitler? Th- actually, there's, there's a good example. Uh, Riefenstahl. And, you know, you look at Lenny Riefenstahl movies. There, you, you can definitely argue that, they're, oh, that there's right, a lot of sure, skill yeah. behind them. And, but they're also the propaganda for, you know, the worst, uh, you know, organized death machine in history. <laughs> Right. So I guess, I, guess, I mean, you know, the, so the, the, what, I'm, what I seem to hear, at least from you, Todd, is that for you it's a case-by-case basis, but, but, it, but it has some quantitative measure in terms of seriousness of crime. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I mean, and, and it's, I, in, in my mind, I want to ideally always mm-hmm. separate the art from the artist but it just doesn't work that way it's, if i yeah. know too much yeah that's all there is to yeah, it yeah i think that's i mean that's kind of i i do want to separate that as well but you know depending on how awful the person's real life behavior is then that overshadows ultimately it makes it hard to enjoy when you when you look at bill cosby or you hear his voice right. on an old recording or whatever it, it, it's impossible not to think to think about, about it yeah his monstrosity yeah it's, and how it's, his yeah, monstrosity yeah. was happening while, while he you, was i was enjoying while he created his, this thing which i loved. do when yeah. i hear michael jackson's music i do often think about it yeah but I mean, Michael Jackson—he was more just creepy and fucked up, and wasn't really convinced. The things were levied against him, but he but wasn't. No, he paid a lot of money to people to. I mean, the hush money. Yeah. There's, you know, settling settlements are really good for predators. Yeah, like yeah. it really, it literally legally shuts people up. So, and if you're rich yeah. enough, like MJ, I mean, he had the number one album of all time right for at least at a time for yeah. a time well and then and then we also have the uh he had a lot the, of hush money the uh uh the you know the 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 infamous hollywood pedophile ring that is supposed to exist and Ugh. uh that that cory Haim is always talking about right you mean and, feldman or feldman cory Haim yeah, ain't yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. shit but but they but 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 they were he claims that they were both subjected to and that they are people that are still very prominent and famous and well-known that he doesn't want to talk about because he's afraid of them. Really? Yeah. Whoa, that's fucked up. So well, there's, there's still out here. And also the, for, for all we know, they're making, it's, but for all we know, they're making movies that we love. And yeah. Oh God. I hope that's, I hope, I hope it comes out very soon. Yeah, I mean, do you guys think that's a real thing, real thing, or just uh, Feldman's it's, crazy? Feldman seems Feldman's crazy. crazy. I mean, it's hard. It's very difficult to believe a lot that kid says, but that's he's still a kid. Uh, well, he's forty. <laughs> I know, yeah. but, but that's still often pro- that's often it's often the messy nature of 
victims is sometimes is there not, yeah yeah, yeah that's true they're flawed no absolutely Often and may flawed. and oftentimes they're flawed because they're the victims of these things and i yeah and i i have been i've been witness i've been close witness to false accusations and also seen firsthand how they tear apart families and careers and lives uh, i'll tell i can tell the story off the air but so it's like literally, someone made something up. It ruined their the, their life, and then they admitted they made and, it up. And yeah. what was their motivation for making it up? She was a kid. She was sixteen. She was so, had a crush. Oh, wow. Okay. Jeez. On the teacher. Oh, yeah. That's that's fucked up. Yeah. So anyway. Um, all right. Well. So so no easy answers. Uh, case by case basis. It, it 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 seems like what it comes down to is, does it affect your enjoyment of the material, um, despite your efforts sometimes to ignore it? I think the truth is, for me, yes, yeah. it does. And that, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah, there's a yes, point. but not, but not, not always. always. Yeah. yeah, like I said, I can get past. Uh, you know, Mel Gibson, uh, well, I mean, he was verbally abusive to his girlfriend or wife or whoever she was, but he's also a drunk, so, you know, who knows? Who knows? All right, well, that was the theme, you guys. So official sounding that music. Yeah, so that militaristic theme is uh signals our next segment which is movie jail oh someone's getting marched in you guys this is where we take a movie professional someone from the industry someone who is working mm. and who has committed crimes against the movie industry mm-hmm. artistically <coughs> and this is the segment where they are put on trial where they're either found innocent which rarely happens in this court uh, <laughs> or really they're, reman- court. they're remanded to the vast Robert De Niro federal penitentiary <laughs> system monolithic multi-tiered system nah. of 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 crime uh, punishments <laughs> the system of crime punishments i am your judge judge falk the honorable judge falk Hear ye, hear ye. Hear ye. Oh, oh, yay, oh, yay. Oh, yay, oh, yay. My, my no good bailiff, Todd Robert Anderson. <laughs> who do we have? Lawyer wise. Uh, uh, it's uh, mm. m- uh, Mr. Steve Skelton. Have you been drinking at lunch again? Nah, no, nah, I don't know. All right. I was drinking at breakfast. Okay. <clears throat> Got high at lunch. All right, Attorney, attorney Skelton. <clears throat> Your Honor, distinguished <laughs> members of the court and jury. Hey. Todd. <laughs> The defendant's story is truly a classic Hollywood tale. The scrappy underdog director who finds massive blockbuster success only to become stuck in the endless cycle of depending on huge budgets and tons of CGI to stretch a single story across multiple excessively long movies, or as it is commonly known, Lucasing. <laughs> is that what people call it? The defendant was born on October 31st, 1961 in Wellington, New Zealand, and mm. was drawn to filmmaking at a young age. <laughs> his self-taught do-it-yourself style was a perfect match for the over-the-top natures of his early films like Meet the Feebles and Brain Dead, known as Dead Alive here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I am, of course, talking about Sir Peter Jackson. <clears throat> 
Jackson's unique style led him to Hollywood with the 1994 release of his true crime adaptation, Heavenly Creatures. Made at the suggestion of his writing partner and spouse, Fran Walsh, he followed up with the commercially disappointing horror comedy, The Frighteners, in 1996, uh, which I like a lot. That's I a like movie. The Frighteners. Um, but that put a temporary kibosh on his dream project, a remake of King Kong. Mm. The late 90s saw Jackson's uh, rise from struggling Hollywood director to box office king when he obtained the rights to The Lord of the Rings. He then made three super long movies from Tolkien's classic books, a franchise that has grossed nearly $3 billion worldwide, won multiple Oscars, including a Best Director nod for The Return of the King, and has cemented Jackson's status as a blockbuster director. Mm. Then he got to make his King Kong movie. Mm -hmm. Also super long and super expensive, but not as good as Lord of the Rings. It was all right. It made half a bill. Uh, Then he spent $65 million on The Lovely Bones, which returned about $93 million. Uh, Not a a big success. Uh, Also, it wasn't a story that needed $65 million to tell, but computers are expensive, I guess. Uh, So, Jackson turned back to the source of his power, Tolkien, after a confusing period of time where he was just producing and Guillermo del Toro was directing two movies based on the Hobbit novel, Jackson emerged as the director of what became a trilogy of Hobbit movies, a prequel trilogy to a beloved special effects-laden fantasy trilogy about good versus evil, what could go wrong? Remember what I said earlier about Lucasing. Wait, Guillermo del Toro, sorry. Uh, he was originally attached to direct the oh, Hobbit attached, movies. but he didn't direct No, it. they started They started pre, and then he bowed out for scheduling, because <clears throat> there were tons of scheduling snafus, and then it turned into three I pictures. gotcha. I thought I had forgotten about two Guillermo del Toro Hobbit, Hobbit movies? movies. No, no, no. Which no. sounded cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, but they did not. Which I was happen. moment. This, 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 the court was momentarily excited about. <laughs> I they apologize. Don't exist. I apologize. I find you in <laughs> okay, so in order to stretch the plot of the Hobbit, a single book versus the Lord of the Rings trilogy, Jackson had to mine background information by Tolkien, and even then had to make up new stuff from whole cloth. The end result was another super long and even more CGI-heavy trilogy, but this time without the benefit of three novels worth of plot. Compared to the first trilogy, the Hobbit movies just seemed to take so long to get anywhere, mostly because they were made up of extended scenes that did nothing to move the plot along, like the 20 minutes of dwarf improv in the beginning of the first movie. Oh, where they hug dishes at each other? Yeah. Uh, And like the first trilogy, the damn Hobbit movies have grossed nearly $3 billion as well. Although Jackson spent twice as much to make the Hobbit pictures because he just had to make all the orcs cartoons this time for some reason. Uh, Not as good. No. Jackson is now fully looking at form over substance, adding more CGI where none was necessary and which looked better as a real thing in the first place. His obsession with technical detail and using CGI to do more and more heavy lifting has derailed his ability to make a fun movie. He has Lucased. Now, he's threatening us with a new young adult trilogy based on the Mortal Engines novels. He's not directing, but the novel setting of a steampunk world all but guarantees he will be demanding bigger and better CGI for actors to be jammed into. He needs to dial back to small personal stories. No more spectacles, no more trilogies, no more multi-hundred million dollar budgets. Your Honor, Mr. Jackson is clearly a danger to himself and others as far as making very long movies full of too much CGI and not enough story are concerned. So I believe it is time for 
for the court to act. The prosecution asks for an injunction stopping the production of any Peter Jackson produced or directed film that is either A, part of a trilogy, or B, budgeted higher than $25 million. Part of the injunction must include a requirement for Jackson to direct a minimum of one sub-$25 million movie of his choice that may not contain any supernatural elements or CGI graphics. Only after such a movie is made will the court reconsider allowing Mr. Jackson to make those fucking steampunk movies. The prosecution rests. Uh, <laughs> I am... Hmm. Do you need to go back into your quarters and think about this? Did you drink all the whiskey? <laughs> Most of it. Uh, well, no, there's I'm still not, some, I'm not going back to my still goddamn some, quarters. Some tequila. I'm yeah. inclined to agree... However, the court does think back to uh, Heavenly Creatures, and there was some animation. There was some some CGI in that movie. Perhaps, yeah. Some fantasy sequences. Perhaps as long as he doesn't go over his $25 million There was budget. some in The Frighteners, which I found interesting. Yes. There probably was some in Dead Alive. That was no, all practical. that was all practical. 100% practical. Yeah, that was yeah. way back in the day. All right. Then I will allow, I will, the, the main thrust of your trilogy and the, um, the requirement of directing a sub $25 million movie is granted. However, in, in said sub $25 million movie, there can be VFX though, it, it has to be contained within that budget. Within the budget. Yeah, you can't go over the 25. No. That'd be... And it can't be, as you said, science fiction based? Well, like supernatural. Supernatural. Or, yeah. So, yeah. he can use VFX for practical effects or fan, fantastical effects in a, in a literary setting such as uh, Heavenly Creatures. That's more, li- more, more than fair, your honor. All right, the court rests. Peter Jackson, you were remanded to your own custody, <laughs> although <laughs> immediately you must take your name off of your, uh, your 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 steampunk trilogy. You can still use your you can still use your. Uh, facility. Do you guys hear that? Oh, I was still talking, but that's okay. We started talking after I started the sound effect. Well, okay. Anyway, Peter Jackson, you know you know the rules. What is that, you guys? Oh, I know. That's Nick Cage. Premature as usual. Oh, Nick Cage. That's exactly what it always is. Yeah. No, I was still. I was still. Uh, I was still. You didn't have your headphones on. You didn't hear it. I didn't know it was starting. It starts. Usually, it does after a movie jam. Right, but usually the court gives their recommendation. Well, you already have. That's why I think he launched. I mean, this we'll we'll talk about this later. This is this is this was a little, a little snafu, but it just makes it interesting. <laughs> it's it's so what interesting. live radio is all about. <laughs> anyway, you guys, that 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 crazy sound was Nicolas Cage. Obviously, <laughs> this is the segment. This is the Nick Cage Memorial Bizarre Line reading. This is where we. Talk about uh, that. That one one of our our, our film pigs brings a, a a movie clip of a bizarre line reading that is befitting to stand next to the canon of 
great Nick Cage line readings. And Todd, what do you have for us? Um, well, I had a feeling that today's theme was going to be a little bit depressing, so I wanted to bring a little pick-me-up. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. This is from a movie called Almost Heroes, and the uh, actor who gives the reading, well, we all know who he is. Here we go. Men, we'll be following the map of trapper Pierre LeBlanc, who explored the Missouri in 1792. Hunt, you've traversed most of these territories. Tell the men what they might expect to encounter. Okay. Well, uh, what I remember most were the animals. Ah, the animals. Fearsome beasts of the mountains and plains. (laughs) I seen a bear so powerful that it snapped a man's body in half with his huge jaws. I seen a badger with paws as big as frying pans. Now that ripped your face right off. Right off. There's nothing you can do with that. You just ripped it off. Once there was a hawk that swooped down from the sky and plucked a man's eyeballs out of its sockets. The fellow was screaming. I'm blind! I don't see! I can't get it off! I can't get it off! Twice when I was fishing... Hunt! Hunt! hunt. I think you're scaring the men. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing makes me happier than Chris Farley yelling. What movie was that? (laughs) Almost Heroes. I don't know that movie. I think it was one of the ones that came out posthumously but it was him and matthew perry oh it was gonna be called lewis and clark yeah yeah oh funny yeah it's you know not a great movie but god you get a lot of that good farley yelling and falling and he has he's constantly getting attacked by this fucking eagle (laughs) do you guys remember the tagline for beverly hills ninja i told you it recently on a podcast Uh, uh, i don't remember it's so so, whoever (laughs) whoever came up with this in the marketing department Kung Fu. <laughs> ninjas don't even use Kung Fu. I know. <laughs> anyway, that was great. That was delightful, Todd. Yeah. We don't get enough comedy in this. Not song. enough comedy. Because you know why? Gonna... It's hard to be funny with weird line readings. Yeah. Yeah, but they I, work better with this purpose. more straight, yeah. crazy. Yeah. But it, when I watched this, because I just happened to see it the other day, I was like, oh, that's a good, crazy line reading. <laughs> that was great. That's funny. Uh-uh. All right, you guys, that music signifies uh, everyone's favorite segment. That's trivia. That's where we play a game. Usually I come correct, you guys. Usually I come with straight trivia. That annoys Todd and Skelton because it's hard. I can see Todd just like trying not to make a cum joke. Right now. <laughs> and they have to. They have to. He said he tries they, they to gotta, come correct. They got to. They got to. You want to come they, wrong? They, they got to. They got to dig into their brains and 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 think of answers. <sighs> but not this week. Oh, oh. curveball! This week I have succumbed to the trend of being an executive. Asking my two counterparts to P 
pitch me. Ah. There's a go. little there's a little pitch session. This is pitch session and going with the theme of Birth of the Nation historical films. You guys Oh boy. Oh boy. Birth of a Nation has no stars. Sure one may have raped someone. <laughs> but when my historical films, which our our studio is thirsty for, sure, we need names. I need stars. Pitch me a cast for this movie based on a historical event, but also, also, how you'd alter the story to make it a blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like Titanic. Yeah, it's a blockbuster. Because a- what? We made it a love story for tweens. I did. All right. Now, Rochambeau for who goes first. Uh, and Rock, uh, Skelton's Rock beats Todd's paper. I feel like Skelton, would you like to go yes, first scissors. or second? I'll go first. All right. There are four each. There's eight total. Okay. All right. Your movie will what be based it? on the historical event. Yes. Woodstock. <laughs> okay, Woodstock. I need stars, and I need I need a big genre. I need I need I need it to be awesome. All right. Um, I need a hook. Woodstock uh, is this is going to be this movie is called Operation Woodstock. Okay. It's a political thriller. Yeah. <laughs> set. You don't mind if I smoke in my office? No, no, please okay. go ahead. It's your office. Uh, <laughs> it's a political thriller set during Woodstock. Uh, oh, it's I like it. Starring Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Mm. Oh. As you think a dirty hippie, but really, he's a secret agent. Oh. And he's playing a deadly game of cat and mouse with Famke Jansen. Oh. Who is she playing? She's playing a Russian agent who has a set of microfilm that has uh, the nuclear codes to all of our and missiles. she's also... In a band. Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin. I need. I need stars playing stars. Oh, stars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Stars playing. Yeah. She's. Uh, she's. Well, she's kidnapped Janis Joplin oh. and is impersonating her. Oh. Uh, and because that's the only way she can sneak out of Woodstock, which is surrounded uh, by the government. Sure. It's being observed by the government because these are all these dirty, the hippies dirty hippies. All gathering. And so she's got the only way she can get out is on Janis Joplin's tour bus. Sure. Right? With the microphone. With the yeah. Holden Company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, Who else is in it? I need stars. I mean, McConaughey is good. Famke Jamkin, you know. Yeah, she's, she's not going to. Okay, so let's have. Uh, Famke Jamkin. <laughs> <laughs> let's. Uh, Todd, wait out in the hall. Sorry. Let's put. Uh, uh, I we've got we've highly. Un- <laughs> I like to un- sit on uh, my competition's pitches, just to get an idea. <laughs> we've energy. got some. We've got some who, who uh, uh, feelers out to uh, Don Cheadle uh, as Jimi Hendrix sure. and John Goodman as Jerry Garcia. Oh, uh, oh nice. So, uh, so and they are also uh, secret of agents. Course. Uh, and oh, you have know been Jimmy for Hendrix quite some what? time. Everyone yeah, knows absolutely, that. absolutely. So um, the How difference many... is is uh, Jerry Garcia is a double agent, so he's also working for the Russians. What? So uh, in in the midst of uh, this uh, music festival, yeah. there's a deadly game of cat and mouse. Wow. Now, I, and rock and roll. Now I see. I see the you <laughs> which know, is the tagline. One, cat and mouse. One glaring, and rock and roll. one glaring uncast uh, character, obviously. 
oh. is the uh, the head of the CIA who's monitoring Woodstock. Oh, uh, that'd be Brian Cranston. Okay, I, uh, for that I'm gonna give you music rights are gonna be a bitch. Um, I'm. Yeah, I mean we could all, or we could just do a, a sound alikes. Oh no, but we still need the pub. We need music publishing, the library fees. Well, um, I'm I'm gonna give you, I'm giving you. Hundred and thirty million dollars. Okay, that'll be tight, but I think I can do that. Oh, All right, All right Skelton, one hundred thirty million. I don't know how people would mistake Famke Jamke for Janis Joplin. Cat and mouse. Uh, and Rock a fat, and, and a roll. fat suit. She's wearing a fat suit. Yeah, and a funny wig. Oh, okay. All right, Todd. Ah. Your historical event. <clears throat> I need a big movie. Big, big, movie. big movie. Big, big cast. Big movie, stars. Big, cast. big stars. The moon landing. Ooh. Oh, the moon landing. Oh, so many ways you could go with Oh, this. my gosh. Uh, well, I think in order to tell the moon landing story properly, yes. you have to tell uh, both. You mind if I smoke? No, go ahead. Have a smoke. Um, you have to tell both the story of the moon landing while paralleling it with uh, modern-day conspiracy theory about the moon landing not happening. Interesting. Okay. Uh-huh. So in your moon landing story... You got, uh, you got, well, why, why, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We'll just throw uh, Tom Hanks, <laughs> Kevin Bacon, and uh, Gary Sinise, you know, into the rocket there uh, oh, yeah. to get, to get, get on the moon. Yeah. yeah. So, and they're the classic faces mm. of uh, Hollywood astronauts. So when you tell that classic story mm. and you have Tom Hanks is, uh, it, you know, I just got to say though, diversity is, is very, is very important <laughs> for our studio. Well, that's why we have the conspiracy theorist element uh, taking part in present time. I'm just saying it, it'd be better if one of the astronauts, even though they were white, were played by, by a okay. black actor. That seems fair. So uh, let's kick... Well, Sinise out. Let's obviously. kick Sinise out of there, and we'll, <laughs> course, we'll put, we'll put uh, Denzel Washington in there. Okay. I like that. You Thank know? you. Uh, so, so you're telling that story mm-hmm. there, sure. Um, and then, and then you're telling the modern day conspiracy theory where, uh, and the and the guy who's heading that up is it's a it's a partnership, it's uh it's uh, Ryan Gosling, uh, okay. and He's uh, sexy. yeah, and uh, um, Lucy Liu are the two people who are the main conspiracy theorists hmm. that the moon landing is fake. And they, they're like going around doing talks all over the country uh, about showing how, like, how the footage was faked and it was made by Stanley Kubrick um, and, 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 and Steven Spielberg as well. And who they, plays uh, uh, Spielberg? Who plays Spielberg? Yeah. Uh, Shia LaBeouf <laughs> plays Spielberg. Because I think that will get an interesting nuanced performance there because he knows him pretty well and has his opinions. Okay. You know? Um, <laughs> So they're telling the story. And what happens is, you know, halfway through the movie, the two stories converge. And you see that the conspiracy theorists are not 100% right but because the, the moon landing wasn't faked. But then what it turns out is when the astronauts got up to where they thought the moon was, there is no moon. What? There's no moon at all. That's a twist. They, that's why they had to fake the footage and make it look like they landed on the moon. Because when they got up there, they realized that the moon is just refracted light. That is, it's just an illusion. It seems possible. So, so, so the moon, the moon itself is There's bullshit. There's no moon. There's no moon. 
And then that, and then then your third act is just the whole world is just goes fucking nuts. Because how are the tides working? We like it throws science for a loop. It's crazy. <laughs> All right. All right. So we got the moon landing. It's a it's classic astronaut tale with a conspiracy twist. Um, uh, Lucy Liu doesn't mean a lot in the movies right now because you know she's in TV. Um, so well, she yeah. wants to make a comeback. You know, no, part I know. Of the, you kind of lost me in that. But she is, you know, Asian, so that helps a little bit. I was just diversity, you know. Yeah, no, diversity is important. Um, I don't know. Ryan Reynolds doesn't have the... I, I, I need the creepy aspect. I kind of missed that. Did I say bit. Reynolds? I meant Gosling. Uh, no, you said Gosling. Oh, you said Gosling. Yeah, yeah Gosling. I just... I, there's something too too sexy and clean cut about him. Um Third Act needs some work. I'm giving you... We're going to have to make this on a budget. We're gonna make this for a hundred and ten million. All right, that's fair. It's a it's an ambitious uh, project. Well, you don't have to make the actual moon, so that'll help. Yeah, that's gonna that's, that's gonna save some so money. Gonna, yeah. I can I can sell that to the brass. It's, it's, not, it's just empty we'll space. We'll up pitch there. it as we'll pitch it with the moon, and then when they ask for budget uh, we'll just cuts, cut the moon, yeah. we'll cut the moon. We'll cut the moon. All right, uh, so, so smart, skeleton. <laughs> Yes. Your historical event yes. is the American Revolution. Oh, you guys, the American Revolution. This is such an exciting time for our country and so historically relevant and important that you really want to do it right. Yeah. Mm. And you want to uh, you want to ta- tell the story uh, from a new and exciting direction uh, and you want to really grab the audience. So uh, first things first is the American Revolution and uh, we're focusing on uh, Idris Elba is, wow. is, 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 is our lead. Wow. And uh, he is... Uh, now here's... He's playing uh, a, uh, a cobbler in the north in the mm. northern colonies mm. and uh he gets caught up in this in this revolution mm. and uh in the midst of it there's a huge battle mm. and he's separated from his family and he comes across Jennifer Lawrence mm. who has also been separated from her family oh. and they have to spend the movie uh running from the british yeah. and figuring out a way to get back home to their families here's the twist oh. This movie is going to tell the untold story of how uh, the revolution actually ultimately was won. Because in their escaping from the British, Uh Idris Elba and Jennifer Lawrence come across a crashed spacecraft. (laughs) What? 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 I I was about to kick you out of here. (laughs) See, it's a crash spacecraft, oh, and uh, the uh, a boner. the the dying alien <laughs> I, I pilot. Knew it. I knew it. Reveals that it is from a uh, uh, you know a race f- far away mm. that has been observing humanity mm. and is uh, seeking out intelligent life yeah. that loves freedom. Oh boy! And it gives them the uh, technology in the spacecraft. Oh. In order to secure America's freedom. So we won the revolution by yeah. just two people mm-hmm. having space guns. Exactly. Because they're space guns, but they're how also... How could we actually it, beat the British? That's crazy. It, yeah, it could never have done it. Could never have done so. These space guns, they can take out like whole battalions, oh, the or they can. Um, well, the aliens are uh, played. The alien commander yeah. is played uh, by Hugh Laurie. Right, of course. 
using his regular accent. Of course. Uh, and uh, and uh, and uh. his second in command is Martin Freeman. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, oh, so fun hijinks on that. Yeah, that yeah, and he's kind of the bumbly yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so they don't know what, like how. Are and who's we, the how... the big baddie British? The Brit. It's Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie is the is the is, bad Brit. Is, is, is yeah, he's the commander. I thought he was a spaceship. No, no, guy. no, no, no. He's the commander. Oh, no, 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 That's no. the who's twist. The you think? He's... The oh, who's the alien? Yeah, who's the alien? Oh, okay. Well, this is a uh, uh, really, really important it's critical casting because this is a small but very, very pivotal role. So you know, I think you know. We want to go with someone that has a lot of gravitas. Yeah, we prestige. want to go with someone that has a lot of prestige. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hanging Tom Hanks. <laughs> All right. Okay. Nice. All right. This is good. Because it's also, an, he's an everyman. He's someone that you'll recognize. And... Oh, so he put on a fa- a friendly everyman yeah, face. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he really looks like a crazy CGI, but he put on this face. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a big this is a big story. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like and there's it's se- the, there's, it's, there's sex, and right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's total. There's a lot of sex, but the tagline is the original Independence Day. Oh, oh I kind of just came. <laughs> um, all right. What's the? Um, I, I I forgot to ask in the first round, but what's the what's the name of this movie? The name of this movie is. Uh... <laughs> Well, I think I we're, we're we've been working with uh, "Let Freedom Ring." We've oh. been uh, working with uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> "It's a Working Title." Yeah. We're still workshopping yeah. uh, uh, some titles, so you know, how about like uh, <laughs> <laughs> could really use uh, some focus groups on this one. <laughs> So we're going with "Let Freedom Ring." That's just a working title. Okay, right. and, you know, that's that's like the code. The code. Right, I gotta, I gotta save fifteen million. I'm pulling it back for the focus groups. Yeah. So I'm giving you 190 million dollars. Okay. Wow. Whew. So you think you can work with that? I think it so. Was I think we really can. I think we really can. Yeah. Todd, do hey. something special. Oh, uh, before we start this, I just want to <laughs> say that the title to the last movie yeah. that I pitched you, yeah. it, it's called Moon. There was already a movie called Moon. Uh uh-uh. uh. This one's called Moon? Question I'm, take, I'm question taking mark. back <laughs> 10 million for our focus group. All right, you only have 100 million for your movie now. They do not like wise assness. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, no, no. Ever since we got bought by the P- Polish. <laughs> Todd, mm. your movie's based on the historical event mm-hmm. World War II. Oh, boy. Okay. This is a biggie. This is important. This is my whole family. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah. Mm-hmm, it means mm-hmm, a lot. Mm-hmm. Classic World War II story. The one everybody talks about. The one everybody wants to see put up on the big screen. Ethan Hunt, played by Tom Cruise, <laughs> is working with the MI, MI force in present day. They build a time machine. So he can go back in time. Oh, that's a twist. It's a big twist to on Mission Impossible. Assassinate one Adolf Hitler. That is an impossible mission. Oh. Yeah. So obviously, you've got Tom Cruise. You got Fing Rames. They make a quick stop back in time before going all the way back to World War II. They pick up Emilio Estevez. Just for funsies. Before you know, he's killed by the before elevator. Before he's killed by the elevator in the first one. <laughs> And, and did they put him back? I don't know. 
But in order to think like a crazy evil dude, they also go back and collect the bad guys from the other Mission Impossible movies. So you get your John Voight. You get your Philip Seymour Hoffman. You get your... Well, we'll have to build an actual time machine, like for the production, so we, we can go back in time. Way. But let's talk. Let's talk. Uh, hologram. Hologram. Who's playing Hitler? Who's playing Hitler? Who is playing Hitler? <laughs> I mean, well, obviously. I know how important. There's only one. Name I know in, it's yeah. There's, like, there's only yeah, one name in my mind. I can only think of one. So we're gonna get this right, right? What, what's the name you're thinking? Well, he has the accent down. Who are you thinking? Who are you thinking? I mean, he pretty much embodies. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a little taller and he's blonder, but like Donald Trump. No, is that what you mean? Oh, it's a joke. He's being funny. Obviously, Christoph. Oh, Christoph Waltz. <laughs> okay, yeah, I see where you're going. I was thinking more diversity in casting. I was going to go with Not like with a... Hitler. Hitler's too important. Yeah, okay. So we so got Christoph Waltz. Christoph like Waltz's good, sister good idea, good idea. is Hitler. Yeah. And the... And the <laughs> and who's, our, who's our black... Uh, oh, Ving Rhames, right? We got Ving Rhames. And who's the, who's, the, who's the, the, the sex? Who's the sex? Yeah. Uh, well, you can't. Julia Styles doesn't count. Yeah, no, she's just she's just an. We'll leave her in. Yeah, the, yeah. We'll don't leave her in don't the worry about her. Yeah. I, I her think, eye blew up anyway. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, we get uh, for the sex. Yeah. For the 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 lady who yeah. helps uh, Ethan yeah, Hunt yeah, along. Yeah, obviously. What you do is you get uh, you get. Uh, uh, it's right on the tip of his tongue. Uh, it's right there. I you know I can picture her face in my mind, yeah. but I can't. Blake Lively. I can't. Blake Lively. Yeah, that's, that's what I was right. thinking. The lady. So who, can we get? Uh, and I sharks. know, I know, I know they're technically Japanese, but to tell the, you know, the the internment story, we can get a bunch of our Chinese stars, right? From yeah, we get anyone you want from China. You can right. do. You can get Jackie Chan. You yeah. can get Jet Li if he's feeling a little bit better. Okay, you okay. can get all those legends so and then the new guys. Hitler, it's an MI, it's an MI six. MI6. MI6WW2. That's it. That's your title right oh. there. It's boom. It says now, it all. All right. Here's the deal. My studio does not own the Mission Impossible franchise. <laughs> so we you're have at to the a, wrong. You've been pitching it at the wrong studio. We're going to have to do a co-pro. I'm, I'm, well, no, what, that is not a, what my representatives <laughs> told me. We're going to have to do a co-pro. <laughs> so we'll have to do a co-pro. So I'm going to have to half the budget. Okay. I have to then double the budget. <laughs> Right for the for all the 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 period stuff special effects. I'm gonna give you mustaches. Yeah, I I feel like I'd be remiss if we didn't do it for if we didn't keep things under two ninety. So I'm going two eighty five. Woo. Okay, that's fair. That's big. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, a big nice idea. Budget. Yeah, yeah, it's a big. There's idea. a lot. Yeah, you to don't it. want to screw this up. You can't cr- screw up killing Hitler. Oh, sorry, uh, we got the name already. Do you have a tagline? The tagline? Yeah. Do you have one? Um, uh, I I hadn't really thought of the tagline because usually that's the marketing department's uh, job. Oh, that's but, gonna cost uh, off the budget. Wait, wait, wait. Let me I mean, give, me have, it would just be a give me a second. Give me a second. Oh God, yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is the one mission that can't be impossible. Oh, I like that. 
It really doesn't make all any right. sense. All right. But it, it like it has so import. Yeah. All right. Like it feels like it, it feels like it should right, mean getting, something. We're getting more intimate now. Okay. Now it doesn't necessarily mean the budget will be lower. Right. More we're personal. talking Rodney King, L.A. riots. Ooh, jeez. Very important. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Very mm. important. Very diverse. You know, you want to, you know, you want to uh, you know, treat it right. You want to, you know, I mean, you, first off, you want to make it a huge, uh, giant hit. tentpole blockbuster <laughs> hit, but treat it with respect. That's exactly what we're. <laughs> that's exactly what we're thinking. Like you don't want to exploit it, but you want no. it to be a massive multi-billion-dollar hit. We like. <laughs> Everyone, we're thinking 4K, 120 frames. Yeah. We want to feel every baton yeah. hit. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think it's. I, I think what we want to do. I think we want to approach this. Uh, How do we make this a, a genre movie? Well, I think we. You know, you make it. You make it a a, a cop movie. Oh. And you make it a, a good cop. Finding out about all the bad cops. In the middle of the riots. Jesus. Right? Okay. So, yeah, so what we have is uh, uh, we have uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. He's, uh, he, you know, he's, he's, he's a, he's a young, fresh out of the academy, uh, a cop, um, who, you know, he, he looks older than he is. Right. Uh, but he's, he's young. Sure. Uh, and, he just, he's lived in Los Angeles his whole life. Right. He just wants to do good. Sure. He wants to um, uh, keep people safe. And. Because uh, his mom died. Yeah, exactly. That's why he exactly. didn't join the academy No, no, later. his mom, Diane Lane. She was in a coma after getting run over by a bad guy. Right. So he has yeah, been watching so that's, over yeah, her. Yeah, he's been like watching over her and, uh, and. But like uh, sexy. Yeah, what's well, Diane Lane? Yeah, yeah, sexy, sexy okay. coma, very sexy coma. <laughs> and she and wakes up in, and she, tells him to she's go. In the, no, but she, no, your... she's yeah, she tells him to follow your dreams yeah, yeah. and and yeah, keep yeah. keep us keep Los Angeles safe. Oh. And then she goes back into the coma, and this will be important later, oh, okay. right? Because right. she's still in the hospital in the middle of the riots. Okay, I so. Hope. It's, it's not a hospital that's too close to all the action. <laughs> I know that would be there would be a lot of drama involved there if that was happening. So uh, we have uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and his also fresh out of the academy oh. uh, partner Dev Patel. Uh, uh, they went through the academy together. Mm. They were uh, high school buddies together. Mm. Um, they're the best of friends. Mm. But you know Jake. You know, he's he's a white guy. He doesn't yeah. quite get right how people of color are treated differently. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he and Dev have a bit of a you know, they have a, a bit of tension there, uh, in in how they approach their policing and how right. they approach people on the street. But things blow up. The yeah. riots start. Mm-hmm. And uh, the call over the radio comes through is they're rioting at the hospital. And Jake's, that's where my mom is in her coma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they uh, have to, and, you know, so they have to first fight off uh, the bad cops. It's like the Warriors. Yeah. It's like a Warriors, but with cops, with good cops. It's like the Warriors. Yeah. You got to get to the hospital. Yeah. And they've got bad cops that are uh, led by uh, their precinct captain, John Goodman. 
Uh, who? Because he's about to expose the corruption. Yeah, exactly. He's gotten too uh, close to the corruption okay, gotcha. that's happening, and so the cops are going to be using the riots as cover to get rid of all the evidence against them. So not only does Jake have to get across the city to save his Diane Lane in a coma mom in the hospital that's on fire. And they were in a gang task force, so all exactly. the gangs want him dead, too. Exactly. They know, well, the corrupt cops right. well, the corrupt expose cops also- their identities to the gangs. Uh, like the warriors, yeah, yeah, yeah. See? So it's, a, it's, it's this <sighs> mythic journey across is- a burning Los Angeles. <sighs> And, and, then, it, and then it's obviously die hard in the hospital. Exactly, exactly. And it's called yeah. Blue Riot. Oh. Mm, that was a good one. Um, and, and the tagline is, some cops are just trying to survive. And, I'm, and I, I, I like, I like, like <laughs> India's a very important market to us, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm just feeling like, because it's, you know, the subject matter, like... Like we may want to throw in an African American actor in there, like oh, one of the kids from Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like a like a like a Coogler or a, a, yeah. not a Coogler, but a, 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 well, the actor, not the director. Yeah, but yeah, the, the, yeah, Creed. Yeah, uh, yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Damn it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about so Michael B. Jordan? Of yeah. Dave yeah. Dev Patel. Maybe you know, it's Michael yeah. B. Jordan. Yeah. Just spitballing. Maybe Dev Patel. Maybe I think he, that's. Maybe I, he's killed in the first third. Yeah. Yeah, they were three buddies. They were three buddies. And yeah, and yeah, such a great suggestion. Such a great suggestion. I mean, Los Angeles. (laughs) It really is opening up the story. All on fire. Yeah. We'll have to get a lot of good Chinese actors to play the Koreans. Sure. Yeah. China is yeah. more important yeah. than you know. And then sure. we can and then we can shoot the Chinatown we'll, sequence in China. Yeah, and we'll put K Town music yeah. in K pop and that yeah. will make oh, yeah, the yeah, no Koreans no happy. Problem. We have the Indians covered. Yeah, no, we can just find and replace in final draft on that. Yeah. We'll throw Michael Pena as one of the corrupt cops. Why he's not? really yeah. funny. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, he yeah, knows. Yeah. No, he's, no, he's like he's like that he's a corrupt cop, but he's got a good sense of humor, like, so you like, kinda like him, but then he's like, Oh, you're evil. Danny Glover could be in there. Police commissioner. Police police that's I like what you're thinking. There you go. There you go. He was white, but we'll make... We'll make I think... Well, but that's the twist. You know, Like, I hate movies that look fake. Right. I hate them. Right. I think... I mean... I, yeah, I mean, we don't want this to look like Volcano. I hate to say it. I <laughs> think this is going to require... 345. Can Ooh, you do it? Yeah, that? I think so. It's going to be tight. It'll be tight. Uh, <sighs> All right, we're going to try. That's a lot we'll of aim, money. We'll start there. Blue Rock. All right, top. All right, you have mm-hmm. two. That was your that was your second to last one. So Skelton has one more. You have two. Okay. Are you ready? Let's do this. <laughs> this is so exhaustingly uh, difficult. The JFK assassin. <laughs> oh. And you can't use that Stephen King Hulu miniseries. Okay, that's fair. Uh, <clears throat> JFK assassination. What's the what's the genre? I think I think the way this is going to feel at first is this is a uh, a conspiracy driven political thriller but it's got a twist oh yeah okay so love twists yeah so uh, of course you've uh, gotta um, you know I wanna I know this isn't you know it's crossing race lines and all that stuff Okay, but I think to play JFK, mm. I think to have uh, the full 
um, feeling of his presidential power and his mm. personality, his charisma, his yeah, intelligence, yeah. good time. I think you have to get Denzel Washington to play JFK. JFK. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, um, makes, that makes sense. Yeah. And then uh, uh, to play uh, 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 Jackie, we can get. Um, let's get. Uh, and this is going to sound crazy, mm. you know, but. Beyonce? Beyonce's a good idea. I was thinking even further outside the box, oh. Michelle Obama. That's that's what I was... That's crazy. I mean, I know yeah. she's not an actress, but she might appear she in this. Morris or... I don't know who wraps her. Beyonce. Okay, Beyonce's fine, because we can do a nice tie-in with some uh, pop music. Oh. You know, have like an album that comes out at the same time. Okay, all right. That's right. Very, I, love, I love synergy. Yeah, so, and this crazy, more crazy casting, but Lee uh, Harvey Oswald yeah. will be played by Jack Black. Oh. Okay. Oh, interesting. Right. So kind of a wacky assassin. He's a wacky I mean, he's, assassin. He's big with the Kung Fu Pandas. He's huge with the Kung Fu Pandas. The kids love him. Oh, so this is going to get kids into the seats. So this is a couple of yeah. <laughs> So you get kids in the seats. And they'll learn about the history of the assassination. I'm that, there's an empty quadrant here, though. Oh, what's the... Uh, what am I missing? Well, obviously. Oh. Uh, it's the most important quadrant, Todd. The... the uh, oh, oh, right. Um, oh, no, I got all the quadrants. Never mind. Oh, I thought we had to do something for China. Oh, well, that, that's not a quadrant. They okay. don't believe in quadrants. Oh, they don't have quadrants over there. So anyway, so what this is, is it's it's a story of uh, Lee Harvey Oswald getting caught up in this assassination attempt. But it's there's all these other people involved, oh, okay? okay? That And he's just a puppet. And a patsy maybe. is a patsy, <laughs> exactly. I feel like I've heard that. I know exactly. it, seems, it seems like it seems like I've heard. I've seen. Ah, it. Ah, ah, ah. What's the twist? Ah, What's the here's, twist? Here's the, the twist: yes. is the yes. people using Lee Harvey Oswald as a patsy? People played by uh, stately uh, movie stars like Tommy Lee Jones okay. and Susan Sarandon oh. and Meryl Streep. Oh, uh, Ooh, love and, Meryl Streep. And, Awards and, immediately. Yeah, and 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 you could throw James Woods in there. All these like I don't know about oh, 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 Well, he's a little bit of a loose cannon, but we have all of them up there. And the thing is, here's the deal: they are all evolved <laughs> zombies. They are like the zombies in like the that lead zombie in Land of the Dead, or 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 uh, what was his name, Bud or whatever in Day of the Dead, where they've learned, uh-huh. okay, and they have self consciousness even though they crave human brains. brains. Yeah. They crave <gasps> brains. JFK it's was one of the only oh, people God. in the world who were, he was onto it, and he had a policy to shut these. These zombies an out. Anti-zombie he policy. had an anti-zombie policy. He was about to go public with yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and that's why they use Lee Harvey Oswald. So, so you wh- get. So where's the zom- where, Where's the zombie apocalypse? It, that's the whole third act. It's just the zombies <laughs> just eating brains, you know, because the conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, because what happened, and you can tie in Oliver Stone's JFK, because Oliver Stone's JFK really blew the lid Ruby's off the conspiracy. Zom- yeah. Ruby's a zombie, then. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and he kills the patsy mm-hmm. and says, "We did this. Fuck the patsy. We did this for the zombies." 
And then he turns and eats that one scared cop's face. That's what he does. It all makes sense. That's exactly what he does. And then, and then here's what I'm saying. I'm seeing cool sick, early 60s costumes like Mad Men. Mm-hmm. But then like they're all zombies and they're running and to a Beyonce song. That's right. There you go. That's it. There you go. Yeah. Right. You drop a lot of frames and you make it frenetic and people are going to love it. Oh, we need to drop frames. Yeah. But we'll also shoot at a really high frame rate. Like Billy Lynn is 120. We're, we have to go like 240. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like I totally agree. I totally agree. This movie is called, and, yeah. it's called JFK versus the Evil Dead. That's what it's called. We're going to have to workshop that, so I'm going to take a little money off of that. I like it. Now, um, I don't know what... Now, Zapruder is then played by... Zapruder is uh, played uh, by Jeff Bridges. All right. You, that's, that, that filled my last quadrant, the old. <laughs> oh, uh, the yeah, Bridges you gotta quadrant. you got to get the olds in yeah, there. Yeah. Um, this is probably going to... take off roundup for the... Crunch those numbers. China is going to be a deduction. I can probably, I can probably get you two eighty-five. Okay, I'll I'll accept that. <clears throat> this was the the same budget as your last, so right. But World War Two, JFK, yeah, it's about the same. Okay, yeah, yeah. skeleton. Yeah, your last one. Okay. Titanic, but not a love story this time. Okay, no, 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 no. no. Like, yes. I feel like we left some money yeah, on the table. Yeah, no, no, there's still more to mine there. I mean, there's so many... I mean, well, first off, Titanic, I mean, it's such a rich story, yeah. and it's uh, got such history behind it. I knew about this one story yeah. and this rich Exactly, exactly. So, you know, uh, there, there's so, so much so much more story there to be told, and um, I think... I think maybe probably the best angle uh, to go to go at it is uh, I don't know maybe uh, supernatural. Oh, uh, mm. uh, you oh know, boy! So uh, because you know it's it it's it seems so convenient. Yeah, like it seems that there's there. this big iceberg. And All right. So what's the twist? Tell me. The twist is what's happening. What's happening? The Titanic is haunted. And the twist is, normally old things are haunted. Yeah, this is a new thing. This ship. is a new thing. How did it get haunted? Yeah. This is what we'll explore in this movie called Haunted Titanic. <laughs> All right, so we have the Titanic. Sailing the Titanic. Maiden voyage yeah. riddled with new ghosts. New ghosts. And... <laughs> And, and you see, when the Titanic was being built... Oh, here's what I'm thinking. Yes. So, the, obviously, the reason they're new ghosts is that they're all close to the passengers. Yes. See, they... So they're all personal. This is, all personal this is what happens. Because at the time, at the time, yeah. when Titanic was being built, yeah. it was the biggest ship ever made. It was impossibly right. large. How could it possibly have been made that large? Through supernatural magic. Uh, the uh, shipbuilder that was in charge opened up a, a opened up spirit a, her- world a, spe- a spirit hell. world hell portal yeah. b- with the help of uh, their uh, their wife who was a witch played by Helen Mirren. Okay. 
Hmm. Now, Helen Mirren enchants the hull of the Titanic oh. with the spirits of the other world. Right, you're going to use us for labor, mm-hmm. fuckers. Mm-hmm. You're all getting haunted uh, by... Yeah. So it's like flatliners, like they're all it's, haunted by what they're scared of. Exactly, the most. and and so and so the the these demonic spirits that were used to build the Titanic become infused in the bulkheads, and they refuse to leave, and they pull Helen Mirren in with them. Well, and they, so I, she becomes a ghost, and she becomes right. kind of like the head haunting right. spirit of the Titanic. But, but they usher in ghosts of all the passengers. Exactly. Every deceased. time, and, and we have this wonderful scene with this, that starts... So it's going to be funny, yeah, too. Yeah, there's going to be, this. it's going to start like the scene where everyone's going up the gangplanks, yeah. and they're going for this wonderful <laughs> oh, thing, and like, then we're going to turn and have like a, a turnaround, and you're going to see yeah, all the their, this, their malevolent spirits following them yeah. up onto the Malevolent, like no, some, are some of them were just fun. silly and fun. Yeah, like like the the old rover played that by we the voice of uh, the play uh, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. Oh, a goofy Irish oh, yeah. setter. Well, yeah, setter. He's an Irish setter. That's delightful. <laughs> All right, and who else is in it? So um, who are our God, there, there's so many people. Well, you know, Helen Mirren is the lead malevolent yeah, but ghost. Like who's... But um, we, we, you know, we have we have so many uh, different passengers, uh, and so you know, uh, we would have a uh, 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 a, a family led by the patriarch, uh, 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 modern families, Ty Burrell. Okay. Uh, and that's where the dog, oh, uh, the family funny. goes I, with the dog, uh, the, the Irish setter. So that'll, yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. be a delight. Um, we have, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, we have a, uh, 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 the head chef, mm. uh, played by Hector Elizondo. Oh. Uh, we have, uh, <laughs> Uh, we have, let's see, who else? It's just so many people that are attached to this. It's so hard to keep them straight. Um, and but who, who, who does who Channing Tatum play? Channing Tatum plays a uh, a well-meaning, but a little kind of a clumsy porter. Right. Oh, but H- hunky. But he's hunky because he gets a lot of passes yeah. because, you know, you know all, all the lady passengers love sure, him and he always gets sure. a nice tip. Yeah, and um, even though he's always drop on their luggage oh, or stumble boy. tripping over things, because because a lot of people don't realize this, but Channing Tatum has some really good comic chops. No, he really so does. He's very, he, I think he's physical comedy is going to go go over gangbusters with him. It's going to be oh, great. Yeah, and um, who can um, and you know we we have to do a, a Robert De Niro picture this this. Oh, okay. Well, De Niro, of course, is the captain of the Titanic. Of course, okay. Come on. Uh, Well, that's that was a test. And and it's a captain of the Titanic who (sighs) refuses to believe in ghosts. We're gonna have to build a big tank. Mm -hmm. Mm. I'm gonna. uh, Boy, this is gonna. I know this is gonna be hard. Can you make this for four hundred? Ooh, that's so low, but, um, I mean, I guess I could. (laughs) Okay. It's a water movie. Yeah. Uh, It's hard. All right, we're gonna try. We're going to try. Good luck. All right. Um, Todd. Yeah. Your last movie. Great. Um, <laughs> Couldn't be happier. This is going to be about uh, 9-11. Oh, God. 9-11. <laughs> I'm so glad I went first. <laughs> All right. 9-11. Yeah. Here's your cast. Ready? Yeah. Chris Evans. There we go. Oh. That's a good. That's all right. I'm actually on board. By Chris Hemsworth. Oh, oh the Chris's. Robert Downey Jr. Scarlett Johansson. Oh, wait, is this going to be an Avengers Paul picture? Paul Rudd. Oh, boy. 
Um, it is an Avengers picture. Michael Douglas. Uh, oh, um, oh, genius. Yeah. So what this is, wow. is this is the Avengers 9-11. <laughs> As you're well aware, in Love. most of these giant comic book movies, there's a lot of falling building imagery oh, that is designed to evoke an emotional response yeah. stemming from 9-11. Now... We're just going to bring it full circle. These guys, the Avengers, are going to get on one of Thor's lightning bolts yeah. <laughs> provided by Idris Elba that goes really fast. Yeah. They're going to fly fast around the Earth so fast that they reverse the Earth's spin. Oh, like how, how the Star and Trek Super- guys went back in time to get the whales. Or and then Superman they, 2. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, or Superman 1. one. one. And then they go back in time to 9-11. They stop all the airplanes. None of it happens. Tagline? Tagline? Hawkeye's not in this one. <laughs> the Avengers, 9-11. What more could you possibly want? Uh... Um, I'm gonna pass. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a hard, hard pass? Because it's, it's a movie be a about pass. 9/11. <laughs> yeah, yes. we can't really do a movie that says 9/11 didn't happen. <laughs> also, you know, they say you were all right with them going back in time and shooting Hitler. Yeah, but that's there's you know there's a good amount of time between that and well we'll have to build a time machine so we can go to the future and make this movie in the future when yeah, enough time has passed I, uh, yeah but Kevin your your your, your pitch the tagline might as well be never forget or forget whatever <laughs> we also don't have any of the the marvel properties <laughs> yes we're also this isn't marvel studio and we're gonna spend a lot of money doing the co-pro already with all right uh, well it's your funeral i'll take this across <laughs> the fucking street <laughs> No, you they can't. They were fucking you know, take it over to Marvel Studios. They're just uh, waiting. Uh, yeah, just they, yeah, they're, waiting. They're, yeah they're, they're really hurting for material. They've already shot like 18 Stan Lee cameos that involve 9-11. Right. Settle down or I'm going to cancel your moon landing movie. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, all of them were, this didn't happen. <laughs> You're just a denier. Uh, Skelton, you, you win. You're the head of the studio now. I am a Hollywood big shot. Congrats. Congrats. All right, you guys. That was that was really delightful. This That little sad, disappointed children chorus tells us that it's it's the bottom five, five list. These are the worst movies by jerks and or criminals. <laughs> Number five are the ones we talked about. Bird on a Wire. Ah. Uh, oh. This is the John Badham joint. Yeah. yeah. Number four, Leonard Part Six. Oh. Rapist on an ostrich. Number three. Uh, number three. <laughs> That's a tagline. Ro- Roman Polanski's The Ninth Gate. Oh, Jesus. The Ninth Gate. Number two, Woody Allen's Jason Big Star, Anything Else. Ugh. Ugh. I don't even remember. Yeah. And number one, um, well, just because he's such a bad guy. Ghost Dad. <laughs> Another oh, yeah, Ghost Dad. Ugh. A Sydney Poitier joint. Ah, uh, now that's a little, little sad, a little, little sorbet. It's a moment of positivity in the, in the sea of negativity that was this episode. <laughs> you guys, here's a, here's a couple good things. Um, 
Mel Gibson's new movie, Hacksaw Ridge, seems pretty good and looks like he's mm-hmm. making a true effort to get back to um, directing movies and ma- doing a smart PR thing by making it a very wholesome story, mm-hmm. very America story, that, yeah. that very quadranty everyone can get behind. Um, looks actually really good to me. No one liked Woody Allen's last movie or Amazon TV show. Uh, Roman Plansky Neither did Woody Allen. Roman Plansky's old as fuck and is yeah. probably on his way out. And Bill Cosby only appears now in courtrooms. And Birth of a Nation is going to be considered a flop and will probably be shunned by Academy voters. So bad guys, whether we see their art or not, uh, sometimes get their comeuppance. And that's it. That's interesting. You guys, this has been another very successful, like, just so good. Yeah, it's like, it's, I'm always impressed at how seamless our shows are. That was, that was that was the Film Pigs podcast number eighty four, I believe. Um, like, uh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Look, look, we're 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 impresarios. We have a we have a weekly web show on geeknation.com. We do. We do alternative DVD yeah. commentary occasionally. Skelton and I did three uh, Steven Seagal straight to video commentary. I'm still mad at you about that. He's with pissy we, the whole time. We, we do we do a lot of stuff and then. Our tentacles are everywhere, you guys. Just watch our tentacles. Thanks, Adam Blau, for our music. Thank you, Adam. Watch You're the Worst on FXX. Yeah. And on Hulu. On Hulu. On season one and two on Hulu. And, um, you know, just thanks for continuing to love the film pigs and care about us. Yeah. Like, we, like life is really about community and, and love and, and like doing dumb shit and having people listen. Yeah. Listen family. to our content. <laughs> Love us. That's what family's about. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>